The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, where a podcast analyzing the film MASH, although we do talk about the TV show quite a bit. We consist of myself, Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And we are joined one more time by the lovely Jen Dederick. And I'm not just saying that because you've made me think of Paul Newman this week. (sighs) That just warms my heart. It's impossible not to. But yes, welcome back. We are going to talk today about minute 109 of the film MASH. Goodness gracious, we're getting up there. This minute starts with the MASH and EVAC players shoving each other after every single play. And it ends with Hammond feeling relieved that they'll still win the football game. <laughs> seconds we know, to go. It, seconds ago, we know they're all stoned, or apparently, or at least... Yeah, Some of them are. Almost, Some players are, are stoned. stoned. Yep. Many players are probably drunk as well. Hawkeye was drinking a beer during halftime. Right, right. <laughs> but all this fighting, it really... <laughs> It really took me back to my two days of football experience. I played powder puff football. So once a year, my um, um, actually it was like the weekend after Thanksgiving or somewhere around there. The juniors played the seniors. So I played once as a junior and once as a senior. Those were dirty, dirty games. It was flag football. And the basketball coach would not allow his players to participate in powder puff football because for multiple years in a row, someone broke a bone during it. And he refused wow. to lose any more of his players to powder puff football. <laughs> I like that it still was called powder puff as if it was oh, somehow. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's ladies flag football. It will be fine. And then, of course, it was like, well, this is our only outlet for aggression. So we're going to kill someone. <laughs> right. I remember being like, playing like uh, floor hockey in gym. And mm-hmm. I never, like, and I was like, oh my God, I have a stick in my hand. And I was like whacking people. I'm like, this is the best. I never get to do this. And I, bro- I, bro- and I, I broke my fingers. The only bone I've ever broken was, and I remember I, because I, a stick crossed and it, and it hurt my, and I was like, that hurt my finger a lot. But you know what? I'm going to keep playing. Cause I, yeah. And I got smashed in it again. And I was like, this is great. And so, yeah. Because <laughs> so, I was, yeah. yeah, I never got to do that. I just have to say it's very like for how accident prone I have been my entire life. The only bone I've ever broken was my big toe. And I didn't realize it it had broken until it started healing. I was like, oh, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Like, And by that point, it was like, it's not even worth going to the doctor, like going to the ER or anything, because it's like they just tape it. You can tape it. Yeah. Well, I had a friend, I had a, I have a friend, she still, she trained horses and things. She was always riding horses when I was a kid. And so she always had broken toes because the horses yeah. would step on her feet. And she would have like sometimes a line of three toes all taped to each other that she oh. just did herself. Yeah. She just would not, there was no point. Because by the um, time you realize it's happened, there's nothing they can do about it. Right. But yeah, I, I like the idea that like, it's the same thing. Why is Hula Hand flipping out this whole 
game because it's right. our only outlet. <laughs> yeah, and I have like because in this scene you don't see the cheerleaders really in this in this mm-hmm. minute, but there is this point because I we have these captions on our little thing that it says cheerleaders chanting comma indistinct and I just in like brackets and I'm like there's like the cheerleaders are off and I do like now I'm thinking like yeah Hulahan wants to be you know swinging at people she wants to be in yeah. there right <laughs> like that's what would make her really happy like because yep. she's so like she's very aggressive with the nurses right so and she, she has but a instead lot of, she's uh, head cheerleader <laughs> yeah 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 she's got like anger issues but she's you know or whatever but she she wants to uh <laughs> But really, she she wants to be just smashing into people. Mm-hmm. She should be like later, maybe later in the seventies, she can like get into punk rock and be like in a mosh pit. <laughs> there you, you go. know, something like that. She's, there's oh, still time for her. Can I tell you one of the best moments of working it as a bookseller was when the new American Girl doll came out, and it was Julie, the historical oh. American Girl doll oh, right, from, from the 1974. 60s, right? 1974, and her whole story is about getting a girl spa- getting to play a, a Title Nine. Oh, right. Because right, right. she wants to play basketball and she's and a Vietnam vet helps her create a petition to take to the school that they need to have a girls team or allow girls to play on the boys team. And it's a whole Title IX story set in San Francisco in the 70s. And my coworker looked at the historical American girl doll. <sighs> God. from her childhood and I thought she was going to start crying in the middle of the borders. <laughs> yeah. She was I so think... traumatized. <laughs> it's like, it's like, historical now. It's like yeah. 18, 1776, 1865, 1941, and 1974. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, no! On yeah. par with the Civil War as far as these kids were concerned. <laughs> That's right, the kids, yeah. I recently I was listening to I've been listening to WZLX because you know I, that which is a classic hit station and I uh, I had started listening to it again and I and the song comes on and I think oh that's interesting they're playing current stuff now and then I realized no it was Nirvana and Nirvana is now classic <gasps> hit and I was what? like oh my god I know and I was like oh dude well and then I realized of course when classic hit station started when I was in high school they were playing stuff from just 10 years before right mm-hmm. or you know maybe 20 years before but still so and now that's nirvana <laughs> but there's no historical grunge doll yet in the american girl doll. <laughs> it'll happen someday <laughs> it could happen someday though yeah oh, my kid goodness. will come home and say i want it and i'll be like oh god <laughs> no all right I have no idea how to transition from American Girl doll back to Hawkeye. <laughs> because my Hawkeye. next note is we see Hawkeye. So he removes his helmet and throws it to the ground in disgust, which we've seen a couple times in this game, but not usually like during a scrum. This is very dangerous of him. And what I realize is not only is he not wearing a hat, which I know Megan like disconcerts you. It, it, well, yeah, he's it's weird. Not, he's not wearing his glasses. He isn't. Right. Which makes sense from a safety viewpoint, but how bad is Hawkeye's eyesight? Like, should we be worried? Can he see? (laughs) Well, how much detail do you need to see? Like, all you have to see, there's a big person coming towards me, right? There's that that in football, and then... Yeah, I mean, they are color-coded. They're color-coded, and there's the ball. Yeah, but he's he's a receiver. We see him catching a pass. (laughs) Oh, right, I mean, yeah. I know it's just because Donald Sutherland doesn't actually need glasses, so it's fine. But like, <laughs> you're making in, an interesting in, point. In universe, yeah. 
in universe, I have a lot of questions, which I always think of because I so I wear glasses. And one of the things that drove me nuts was I didn't wear glasses when I played sports. I only needed them for driving in high school. But as I got older and then became a librarian, now I need them all the time because like I can't look at the computer screen that's right in front of me if I that's too tiny. It drives me nuts now because when I played sports, I didn't need glasses and now I do. And so like I go for a run and I'm sweating. I'm like, what the? No. So I ended up getting contacts eventually. But like I surf and if you wear contacts in the ocean, it gets real gross, real like your eyes get red. And it's just like, okay, so I guess I just won't wear my glasses when I'm swimming or surfing. And I'm like, I mean, I can see colors. Surely this will be okay, right? (laughs) Can't you get? But you could get you could get goggles that have magnification. Prescription yeah, and, goggles. Mm, yeah. I just right? Do you not I feel like somebody yeah, I, tell you about prescription goggles. No, I so I wear regular goggles when I'm swimming because I'm not that good or that regular swimmer that like it's worth investing in. Okay. And okay. when I'm swimming laps, it's fine. I just go in the lane that's closest so I can kind of see the hands on the clock you know, enough to tell when it's time to get out. I don't know. I want to start a GoFundMe so you can get prescription goggles. I feel That's like <laughs> I feel like I do not have the self-esteem to pull off surfing and goggles. <laughs> like I feel like sure you should be popping up on the board, but wearing like and I'm picturing them looking like my swim goggles. I'm sure you can get better ones, but I'm just I'm just picturing like a scuba mask put up in the air. Oh my goodness. I want someone in your audience to figure this out for you. To find cool <laughs> prescription goggles. I'm no, I'm no ophthalmologist, so I, I don't know. I mean, didn't, I mean, you see like the glass, like the what basketball players wear, like right? Yeah, and, well, yeah. And they have those cool, like kind of bubbly ones. You could look. Oh my I god! Don't know how cool you would look, but because you're also you're not like super tall. There's something <laughs> about the fact that they're like ridiculously tall, and they're and they usually have very short hair. And yeah, I don't yeah. Know, but basketball still... players are so intimidatingly tall that they can get away. The the ones that wear like the mask of protection, yeah. the clear mask, it, it looks so weird. But like you just go with it because right. you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they know what they're doing. That's the thing. There are definitely people in this world who could surf just wearing goggles and be well, like, yeah, this is I what mean, I do. If you, <laughs> if you scuba dive, you can get your goggles to have your prescription in them so right see why we could find you some cool surfing goggles yeah i feel like i want this entire episode to only be about making you comfortable with getting prescription goggles i think that's the most important thing (laughs) because your whole takeaway from this minute was oh my god hawkeye wasn't wearing his glasses like and that's and that was like your big concern and now we know it's really it's about you it's about you and your it's okay That's fine. We're here for you. Right? We're here for her, I think. Meanwhile, poor Fred Williamson is getting killed out here. (laughs) (laughs) Fred Williamson gave gave the world so much, asked so little in return. (laughs) (laughs) And he's getting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this what? is later in this minute, but this is the minute with the three angle tackle where they show the same hit three times. Oh, yes. Slightly different angles, which uh, I'm blanking now on which Altman book I read, but someone took great umbrage with this because they were like, well, now we know we're not really in time because <laughs> after all, we're living the same moment three different times. And I'm just like... Like, wow, yeah. you're really hung up on that. <laughs> yeah, bet you're a lot of fun at parties, pal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is brutal, but I didn't think it broke the movie. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I got that they're, they're, the they point they can was brutality. Right. They're supposed to kind of flinch and then yeah. be forced to watch three times in a row. That's yeah. like what Altman was going for. <laughs> he was doing that. That's true, I guess, yeah. But he, it is against his naturalistic thing, right? Yeah. It's, do, it's almost like he's used a special effect. Yeah, it's kind of... it. Oh, this is an Altman special effect. It is. It's basically it's CGI. <laughs> it's like, for him. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I mean, for Altman. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man. Only you're so into Altman, like a person is so into Altman that they want the movie to be completely that. <laughs> you know, where you're like, no, no, don't in any way interfere with how time works. <laughs> like, it throws me off. I'm living this movie in real time. <laughs> in real time, and I want to experience it that way. <laughs> then maybe, but then, like, what about all the cuts? Like, it doesn't, we don't just see, you know, there are cuts in the movie, too. Did this person not? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. fine. I'm sure they're fine now. <laughs> Actually, that probably, would, if, when was the book written? There might not even be still alive. They probably are just yeah. not even, they might not be still experiencing linear time at all. Oh, they might yeah. be in heaven talking with Altman right now. Uh, maybe. And Altman's like, Jesus, shut up already. <laughs> like, God, exactly. Yes, God, I think that would, exactly, you know, maybe no, the no, first I'll, time I'll, they like, mention it, he thinks it's interesting, but then. <laughs> he's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. no, it's definitely not heaven for Altman. Like, yeah, I was going to say, that, that sounds like his level of hell. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, oh God, I have to listen to this guy. So, yeah. Bye. Oh God! Yeah, you don't understand. And he can do the whole. You don't understand. I don't want to really reference Woody Allen because you know he's problematic. But you know the whole oh. the Marshall McLuhan. You don't understand anything about my work. <laughs> and Marshall McLuhan's pulled out. You know. Anyway, that's what Altman could say to him. Is is what I'm saying. I have something I don't understand, but I don't think it's necessarily Altman. They want to set up the joke of Mad Hammond beating number 88 with his hat, which is amazing and which I love. But why number 88 gets up off the bench and like runs up and is like, did you see that? And it's like, and it's just like, other than the joke setup, what happened? Like, and as far as I can tell, nothing is happening that's any different from the previous three plays we've seen in this minute. (laughs) Yeah. Well, none of it, because it's, it's not a good football movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, it's not... Volmer yeah, snaps the, the prove that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, like, I'm not, I, I, uh, so I'm watching it, I'm, I'm not, I have no, like, I watched the minutes, you know, and stuff, and I still didn't really know, I couldn't tell that anything was necessarily happening in the game until I actually looked at it again, and be like, oh, yeah, there's a thing that happened. Because he's not, yeah, because he doesn't have any... So in the pre, so we mentioned Paul Sullivan previously, and I, I did, uh, I will be on his podcast about Bull Durham, uh, and we talk about how Bull Durham is sort of, it's a baseball movie, but it's not, it's really about sex, and, and they have this, the most bare minimum of baseball moments in that movie of like, and then the ball flies somewhere, and you're like that, but that's like, it's very rare that you see actual baseball, but, but it care, but it still gives you a narrative of the baseball game, but in this, I do, I feel like the, the, there's a very, the narrative of the football game in this is very loose. That's all I'm going to say. In compared, yeah, it's very like, but maybe it's because also football just looks like a bunch of guys running into each other to me. I was just going to ask, I was going to segue us into talking about your experience with MASH. And I was curious to see if you were a football fan at all. Okay. So I can watch. So 
First of all, I should, uh, full disclosure, I have a cousin, Brandon Dederick. He played on the Patriots at one point for a couple of years and uh, and was one of the stars of the, the Crimson Tide. It's very good. Now he coaches in uh, Tennessee, University of Tennessee. There we go. So, Brandon Dederick, my feelings about football is, uh, I was proud of him and I would watch like when they were in the Super Bowl, you know, when he mm-hmm. stuff. I used to forget all the time to watch the, the football games because I, I was like, oh yeah, I should really watch because he's in it. But I'm like, but it's still going to be football. Um, and I, it's not that I, it's not that I can't. Like, I will. I'll watch the Super Bowl, and I, I basically know what's going on. I, I prefer to have a football fan with me while I'm watching the Super Bowl because it gives me more of a sense of what I should be cheering for. I mean, I know like the whole like you want to get to the end, this end or that end. It's bad when someone's knocked over, or unless it's someone from the <laughs> other team, in which case it's good. Although now every time I see someone crunched against the ground, I get like, oh god, brain damage. Yeah. Of, you know. Yeah, concussion. And um, so I wouldn't say I say if. If I had to choose a sport to watch, uh, if it was like you have to pick a sport to watch right now, you're gonna, it would not be football. I would choose maybe basketball, maybe hockey. I don't know. Hockey's kind of hmm. fast and they fight. Uh, maybe lacrosse on ice. Um, lacrosse on ice. I like basketball. Like baseball has like a sort of a romance to it, you know. Although it's long. Um, oh, that's the beauty of it. Anyway, sorry, I'm very biased. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great that it's so long. I'll just put that in. I said that for you. Um, Thanks. But I don't. But I never, like, it's not like I ever, and I don't, it's not like my family, my immediate family, we didn't watch sports, but my, my mother's parents were very into sports. And so if I was at their house, I would watch. I watched football with my grandfather, who, even though he lived here in Boston, was still, like, lifetime boss guy. I don't know why, but he was a Houston Oilers fan. And he's not he's not alive to ask about that now. So I would cheer for the Houston Oilers. That's it. That's my extent of football connection. That's awesome. You're talking to two people who met in Boston, lived in Boston for many, many years, and who root for the Browns and the Chiefs. I, I don't understand how this happened. <laughs> but are you guys from And yet here we are. are I'm originally from, from South of Boston. Or... No, I'm originally from no. South of Boston. Oh. And I like the wow. Chiefs. Because I don't tend to like pro football. I think it's gotten all about like the special plays and it's just a lot of like hurry up and wait and, you know, boring. Um, But the Chiefs have a quarterback who can run and it's been interesting. (laughs) They're kind of (laughs) like, kind of just like, and he has like a great name. His name's Mahomes, you know, my homies, my homes, you know, so like, (laughs) (laughs) I did have, oh, I had a roommate who was from Houston, but was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. No, yeah, was he Pittsburgh? Yeah, and because they are the ones with the terrible towel, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. And so he had a terrible towel, which I thought was very. So I would, he would, buy, so he would watch their, the game, and with his towel, and, it, and I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> I thought, That's sweet. They want a team with a towel because it's very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know, uh, a towel. Oh yeah, they're collectors' items, but I have a so good towel from the Red Sox the season. Uh, big Poppy retired. They released so good. a special, a so good towel. Which is, of course, a reference to Sweet that's, Caroline. That's, yes, it's a Sweet Caroline reference. It's a ripoff of Pittsburgh, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because we're the Red Sox, and we can do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ripoff of Pittsburgh. That's so good. I love that, like, my child is in school, you know, is in public school in Cambridge. We didn't, I mean, I, we actually did learn Sweet Caroline, like, in band, but it, we didn't, it wasn't connected in my mind to the Red Sox, but now they really indoctrinate the kids with Sweet Caroline. Oh, yeah. Like, all the kids have to know, it's like, you have to learn your, you know, you learn the Star Spangled Banner, 
And then if you're Bostonian, you learn, you learn Sweet Caroline. <laughs> and you have to, and you have to know to say, so good, so good. Oh that. yeah. That's like how the song goes. No, I think it's really funny. <laughs> My friend who is originally from Buffalo and mm. loves her Buffalo sports team. She at lifelong and her family's been from Buffalo. She stayed in the area, you know, met her husband at school here, stayed here. And her two kids now are going to school. And on Fridays they have where your patriot shirt days and she she bought them plain blue shirts because she's like i don't want you know she always jokes like oh i should send you know she's got a little sabers jersey for her (laughs) daughter and she's like oh i should send her you know when the bruins are playing she was like ah do you think my kid would get killed but she doesn't act you know her kids wear their clothes because they're a normal part of their wardrobe but she doesn't actually go out of her way but she refused she's like i'm not spending money on Patriots gear. Are you kidding me? No. So she got them plain blue shirt so that they wouldn't feel like too awkward. So they would be too out of place. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So they blend without actually well, the, supporting the team. Well, no, no, the, the Patriots have become the, the, the team that everyone loves to hate. Like in the way that the Yankees, you know, are. Yeah. Uh, so so it's weird. Like I'm like, no, because I don't, because again, I don't really care about football. But I'm always, I'm a big, like, you root for your home team person. It's kind of how I am. Just how I am. And so I, you know, and and also, like, I, I posted on Facebook when the Patriots won, uh, or it was like when they were in the Super Bowl, I guess. And they there were these babies that had Patriots hats on in the hospital. And it was adorable. And so I posted this on Facebook, like, oh, look at the adorable babies. And then I got all these guys like, but, uh, but Bob Kraft supports this. And I was like, wait, it's babies in hats. I posted a picture of babies in hats and they're like, they're wearing evil hats. And I'm like, they're not, they're babies and they're wearing hats. And it's all, that's all we need to know here. Why are we? And you know, they probably pulled those hats off the second they could. So (laughs) I can't would. The babies, you know, anyway, so that's it. That's hilarious. I'm just picturing that. I love, I gave birth to my kid in Beth Israel and we actually, I was like, it's the Red Sox hospital. It'll be great. Yeah. I also gave birth in Beth Israel. Yes. And then you have to wait. Like I live in Brooklyn. You had to like have the Red Sox schedule mm-hmm. like on your fridge so that you would know like, is it going to be a problem getting to the hospital if I go into labor during a game, right? If you oh. go into labor during a game, you have to call an ambulance because you're not going to get through the traffic. Yep. We Beth met Israel. at Simmons College right down the street. So we're used oh. to arranging our lives around that. Although my... Yep. It was a winter. I still don't understand. I am such a summer person. And my kid was due at the end of February, was born the first week of March. And I'm still just like, it snowed. (laughs) I gave birth to the kid. And I'm still just like, I can't have a kid when it snows. I don't know what to do with a baby. Won't they get cold? Like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you were kind of funny, actually. All right, he lives. fine. Yeah, probably, like, but should... the kid's gonna freeze. I'm like, they—that's why that God made layers. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's gonna be yeah, baby, yeah, babies don't. It yeah, was a whole new world for me. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like, very excited. We have our little certificate for his free baseball game when he turns five, and oh, <laughs> little oh, a little hat and everything. But I love they—they they always put up the pictures during the game. New members of Red Sox Nation, the babies from Beth Israel. Babies, babies are cute. Babies are babies, cute. And when they wear hats, oh, babies wearing hats. You can't beat babies wearing hats. <laughs> That's it. It's just the best thing. There's oh. nothing better. 
It's not better than babies wearing hats, but I do love that because of the way this is filmed, when Jones gets to, you know, barely gets to his feet and calls time out and Boone and Radar rush onto the field. I know they're just bringing out the water bottles, but it looks like they are rushing to the rescue the way they're running. Like, Radar and Boone will fix it. Here comes Gary Berghoff and Bud Court. Just wait. We'll do it. (laughs) They're going to help. Oh, That is touching. Yeah. Here we go. We got the back of Boone's head, but by God, we got you some Bud Court. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, Bud Court. Had you seen, you seen the movie MASH before? Yeah, was but it a long like, time ago. Okay, I was very, I'm always very curious of like people's understanding because everyone, you know, everyone knows the TV show and you're right. part of the cool gang that have watched all the episodes. Welcome. That's right. <laughs> We're going to get jacked. Right. Um, <laughs> but I'm always fascinated by, you know, some people found the movie first or didn't even know there was a movie until I asked them to be on a podcast about it. And so I'm always curious to hear like the MASH origin story of all our guests. <laughs> well, I definitely, I definitely knew about the TV show first because I wasn't old enough to see, you know, I was born in 1970. So I wouldn't, I wasn't going to see MASH in the theaters, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I don't, I guess, I mean, I must have seen it on videotape or something later or maybe at a movie theater but yeah i think it was a long time for it so but but the tv show was ubiquitous ubiquitous and so um yeah so i knew and i probably even watched the last episode what when it aired you know just because yeah all the, 83 all the grown-ups so. did mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah no yeah that's right it was 83 so i definitely watched the last episode when it aired and um <laughs> and then it was in reruns all the time yeah i mean i have a friend uh, my i had a, a friend who watched it every night that was her ritual when we were in high school that was like her soothing ritual was watching a rerun of mash so um <laughs> yeah so yeah so i definitely knew and then the movie i mean i probably saw once i think and i was like oh i should see the movie and then i was like oh it's not like the tv show <laughs> moving on with my was, life <laughs> yeah okay yeah as opposed to me it was like it's not like the tv show I must understand this. <laughs> yeah, I must understand this. Well, I am haunted. I'm always, but I was always haunted by like when they pull down the walls when you know Hot Lips is taking the shower and yeah. how like traumatized Ugh. she is by it and how upset she is and they're all laughing. That's I've always been haunted by that. And so maybe I think that's why I didn't see it again. <laughs> mm. <laughs> traumatized, but I don't know. So there you go. Yeah. So that's my origin story. <laughs> It's so funny because I knew about the TV show, but I was probably the only one in my generation who did because it was off the air by then. And this did not seem problematic at the time, but in retrospect, good Lord. My (laughs) friend Sarah was a blonde who started dating boys when we were like 10 and a half. And she always had her latest boyfriend. And Mm -hmm. this changed constantly. When we were, we did softball together and our sophomore year, when we were on JV, Nunzi, who was the coach and our history teacher, who had known us now for two years, started calling her Hot Lips. Oh, God. And in Powderpuff, you had your nickname as your name on the back of your jersey. And she put Hot Lips on the back of her jersey. (laughs) Oh, goodness. And we referred to her like that was her nickname for high school. And now I just want to go back and visit Nunzi and be like, Mr. Annunziato, did you think it was appropriate? (laughs) I was the only one who had any clue what you were talking about. And at that point, I'd only seen the TV show. So I was thinking like Loretta Swit (laughs) in a black turtleneck, not (laughs) not right. Raising the shower side. Yeah. 
dear. But I always loved that. And it drove me nuts that she went by Hot Lips and had no idea. She was like, oh, it's from something Nancy calls me. And I'm like, it's MASH. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? But also, then, just, even if it wasn't just calling a teenage girl Hot Lips. Yeah. Also, just that's even, you don't even need the MASH thing. That's just, you know. I'm just saying that seems inappropriate just in and of itself. Yeah. It's something you wouldn't do now. That would be a Hopefully Me Too moment, moment. Oh, oh know? yeah. Well, we yeah. also called him the uh, Prince of Egypt because when it was super hot, he'd wet a towel, put it over his head, and then put a batting helmet on it. And we decided it looked like the headdress in the Prince uh. of Egypt because that movie had come out and the posters were ever, I don't even think any of us had seen it. We were just like, so we called him the Prince of Egypt. So, I mean, like it went both ways. That's very culturally insensitive. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's as it is. So it's like the bad news bears, oh, which we discussed earlier, which is yes. like, Oh my God, the things they say in the bad news bears. Um, yes. Anyway. <laughs> but at least, well, no, no, I was going to say at least, a lot of that was for the shock value. Like they knew they were saying right. something that they shouldn't yeah. see. Right. <laughs> I always find it more insulting when it's just a casual, like, this is fine to say. And it's like, no, it's not. No, no it's not. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, before we let you go, we always open it up and say, hey, anything else you want to talk about with MASH before... <laughs> or I can't, saying is there anything Sayonara? else? I guess you guys have to. I think I've said all that I need to say. If I You're mashed out. Else, <laughs> I know. Well, I've, I've all my, I mean, when you do the T, if you do one on the TV show, obviously I'll want to come back and talk about that. But yeah, no, I feel pretty, I feel like I covered what I needed to cover. Woohoo. And I, I was just going to say, if you do have thoughts afterwards, we're on multiple forms of social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, or if you're on Facebook, we have the group, the Mash Minute Post Up Listeners Ward. Facebook is just so easy to share stuff like that. But we do also have a Twitter at Mash Minute. That's also the handle you will find our Instagram at. So we post whenever we're having a new guest. On Fridays, we close out with a cover of Suicide is Painless. I always post who the artist is. So. Aww. There, we're just we're all over the place yeah, that's delightful that's just delightful okay i had a lot of fun putting that together but also slowly thought felt like i was losing my mind because i was listening to just the same song over <laughs> in all these different <laughs> musical genres and different oh tempos and it was like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i need to get out of this room and take i need to take off my headphones and go for a walk <laughs> <laughs> cool walk. That's right. That's your dedicated podcast podcast hosts. Woo-hoo. And soon you will be able to hear us be dedicated podcast guest hosts. We will be appearing on Hitchcock Minute Woo-hoo. talking about North by Northwest. Ooh. And we get to talk about Mount Rushmore in our yes. minute. <gasps> oh my god. Among many I'm other jealous. things. Yeah. Yes. Mount Rushmore and Cary Grant being romantic in the woods. Oh, oh, yes. Which oh, I think Grant. I'm going to have to say like that the whole time. Just I like think you're a warning to. for Megan. <laughs> I, 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 I yeah. needed a roll. My you voice must drop that octave you anytime that I think about like, it. Okay. <laughs> Very grand. <laughs> but yeah, so that will be fun. Keep an eye out for that. You know, if you go to moviesbyminutes.com, there's links to everything. So Pretty there's much. Star Wars Minute, which kicked it off. And there has been there have been people analyzing the Star Trek movies. I don't know how you feel about those, Jen, but uh <laughs> I think they were pretty entertaining. They very deliberately started with the second one. <laughs> okay. 
I, uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I could be okay with those. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I'm all right. But I'm there, there's all sorts of stuff. So you'll be going, you will be going over to jendederick.com, which is where people can find your book and links to all your stuff. And That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to say thank you for coming on and talking about Nash with us. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. It was a delight. We will, we'll see you around the interwebs and we'll see our listeners back here on Monday.